0: Fuck
1: up. We gotta do this. Okay. Anyway. Welcome. Take (laughs) it. Okay. 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 Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the additional campaign that you didn't know was on the same cartridge until you completed the first campaign, where instead of talking about movies, we are talking about Kingdom Hearts. I'm Steven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what reverse rebirth was.
0: I'm okay, I promise. <laughs> let's
1: carry on, shall we? What?
0: Ooh, this is a carry on, shall we? Oh god, I'm to... praying
1: Tell the people who you are.
0: <laughs> I said I'm cat.
1: Oh, I've just heard I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> um so anyway uh what, what
0: we... so Steven's
1: fault? Nah, 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 nah. so anyway uh last time if you'll remember if you'll recall which you may or may not i don't fucking know um we we finished up the next to last disney world that matters that being pride lands and then we spent go ahead,
0: the... ahead steven tell them why that we're doing tell them why we're doing this an hour late or a week late why are we doing this late steven
1: I don't remember. Oh, right, Where,
0: Easter.
1: All oh, right, Easter. I forgot. Yeah. Um,
0: somebody <laughs> waited until the night before Easter to realize he needed to go Easter basket
1: shopping again. I maintain that was not my fault. Everything that or, the very Easter. the scraps of information that I heard were always okay. This or X is taken care of. So as far as I knew, anything concerning Easter was taken care of. And it wasn't until literally the day before that Julie was like, oh, yeah, you need to go get baskets. And I was like,
0: Bleh. not even the day before. It was the night before. Let's be honest.
1: It was like it was I requested off that day, although I don't remember why. So I wasn't I wasn't working that Saturday. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it was somewhere during that day that she told me. Wait, no, I did work that day. Yeah, yeah, you did. It was no, after work, so right yeah. It was, me, <laughs> yeah, no, I did work that day. So yeah, it was the evening before. It was when I got off work. Julie was like, hey, BT dubs. And I was like, hold up. I'm supposed to record tonight. And she was like, well, sorry. It was like, hmm. But anyway. Lucky she's cute. Anyway. Um, <laughs> You're stuck with her, so. Meh. Anyway. um, So yeah, so... Well, uh, the last episode that we did, uh, which I'm pretty sure we recorded that one on time at least, we finished up Pride Lands, and yep. then we spent the rest of the time talking about uh, the failed rhythm game that is Atlantica, and Ugh. the Wait, we had again. and the the mehness that is Hundred Acre Woods. Honestly, I like Hundred Acre Woods for the story elements that it brings in. Like the story is always fine, but the mini games just always kind of suck.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of like these kinds of games, like not just Final Fantasy, but Kingdom Hearts and any kind of game that has mini games. It's like they're either really really awesome. Like if you were at Pokémon Stadium, like some of the games were really fun. They're either you really like them, or you're like, oh my god, why do I have to do this shit? Which is honestly a lot of Hundred Acre Woods.
1: The only one that I, the two that I remember in Pokemon, no, the three that I remember in Pokemon Stadium are uh, the thing with Lickitung and the whole, like, line of, or the, like, sushi conveyor belt.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta eat certain kinds of sushi.
1: Yeah, uh, the Magic Heart jumping one, <laughs> because who's gonna forget that, let's be honest. And the Run Rattata Run. I did, that was one of the ones I forgot. There's a Kakuna one in there somewhere, but I don't remember what that one was. Uh, the one I don't, the,
0: I don't remember the Kakuna one, but I remember the Run Rattata Run, which was literally like you know tap to make your Rattata run faster. Kind the, of thing. Uh,
1: the other one that I remember is uh, the one the one where Clefairy is like doing a bunch of metronome movements, and you have to like imitate them. We're already sidetracked. I vaguely
0: remember that. It's I just odd, remember I we just saved it ourselves.
1: I just remember because it, it was a group of Clefairies all going
0: Clefairy. Clefairy, 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 I miss the Pokemon Stadium. I miss that so much.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, where we talk about Pokemon Stadium.
0: <laughs> we reminisce about our lost childhoods and also God. date ourselves by talking about Pokemon Stadium.
1: God. I was <laughs> around before the original Pokemon Snap, which I don't think I ever actually played. Pokemon I think Snap was fun too. I did play that. I I feel like I rented it a couple times, but I know I didn't own it.
0: I played, yeah, I th- I think I'm with you. I rented it, and also I did the Hey You Pikachu. I rented that.
1: I remember that, Dude, that, that was, existing, that but that, I, that, was that one I know I didn't
0: play. Was a thing. That was when Blockbuster was a thing.
1: Yeah, remember Blockbuster?
0: Oh my god, we're old.
1: I know. God. Renting horror Let's movies, and the then plane. my mom ran into another room whenever I would watch them because she couldn't handle horror movies. <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah, she would She would let me and Sean get them, because she was like, you guys can pick whatever you want. But she like had no tolerance for horror movies. Not that she hated them or anything, but like she gets scared super easy. <laughs> so she would always go in her amazing. room and just hang out for an hour and a half. I mean, at least she let you
0: watch them, though, so props to her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny. Alright, anyway. God, we should probably get into it. So today yep, we're going to be finishing up the uh the today we're gonna finish up the last remaining disney world um that's gonna that's obviously space paranoids and in the process we will finish up um hollow Bastion, and that doesn't take a ton of or that looks like it shouldn't take a ton of time so we will probably make it to twilight town and possibly even get to the area after it i took notes on it just in case but we'll see how we go
0: all right, sounds good, and whenever you're ready, I will start the timer.
1: Okay, one sec. Seconds up. Excuse me. Stop that. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, go ahead and start.
0: All right, starting now, hour and a half.
1: Oh, actually, wait. Hang on, sorry. I forgot.
0: damn it, David.
1: I forgot to scroll my notes back down to the right spot. <laughs> I paused it. All right, one sec. Uh, blah, 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 blah. let me make sure.
0: The cat is staring at me, and I'm scared to stand up.
1: <laughs> okay, there we are. So, yeah, landing in Hollow Bastion. Technically, this is rewinding a little bit because you have to do this uh, this couple opening scenes before you can even do the Winnie the Pooh stuff. <laughs> so I've had notes on this chunk for, like, a while now. Um, nice. Basically, it, this one's nothing big. They land behind, like, that little, like, town square area where it's got a couple of shops. Um, they land yeah. there, and uh, you can see... Um, heartless running by that are like in the town and the little um, claymore virtual explosive things are just kind of popping up and detonating and popping up and detonating which they shouldn't be doing because they're not supposed to be targeting people Um, they still (laughs) I I wish they had leaned into this and committed and actually had you fight a few heartless here in the town but they don't do that Uh, the heartless are only here for the cutscene this is still just a town with shops so they're not going to have you fight anything here Uh, cowards that they are uh take the break come on they they did it once in traverse town back in kingdom hearts one if you remember and that shit is one of the wildest things that happened because nothing is nothing bad is supposed to happen in that section of town i feel like they should make better use of this anyway not the point um (laughs) i did make note of um cloud er, is you know just wandering around like an npc so if you go up and talk to him, his idle speech basically says... This, basically, he's like, I don't I don't care what happens to this world. The others can handle it, though. Like, Dude, what? Are you okay? i an
0: evil-ass bitch. Like,
1: you live here. You should care.
0: Don't fucking hang out in the goddamn hot topic and leave people alone. Jesus.
1: But, but, the first okay. scene that matters is uh, going to talk to Scro- to Uncle Scrooge because... He sold ice cream. <laughs> he has figured out... Okay, if you remember early, early in the game, the first time that you talked to him, he said that he was wanting to figure out, like, this, this special flavor from years ago, or from... he just, I think he just said from a long time ago or whatever, that he remembered being really good, but he, he couldn't figure it out. And he knew if he did figure it out, he could make a ton of money because it re- he was really good. He wanted to be able to sell ice cream here. Well, he's finally figured it out. It was sea salt flavored ice cream. And so, of course... <laughs> that sounds so nasty. No, dude. Sea salt good.
0: I mean, I'm thinking it's either going to be, like, saltwater taffy, which is really good, or I'm also thinking just, like, blocks of ocean water.
1: Frozen, the, way is... the way that they're colored makes me think it might be that. I'm not quite sure. Um... But yeah, so we so, have
0: salty, so but sweet. Boom! It's like literally ocean water with sugar dumped into it.
1: Yeah, it's so yeah. We we have an obligatory scene of Sodor Donald and Goofy trying it, <laughs> and everyone being like, "Oh wow, it's so salty and sweet." The the one <laughs> this is like <laughs> the thing in Doctor Who, wherever anyone, whenever anyone enters the TARDIS, and they have they are legally required to say it's bigger on the inside. That's what this is. Anyone who ever tries sea salt ice cream in this series goes wow it's so salty but it's sweet too and it's like yeah yeah it's ice cream that's flavored of sea salt we, we got it we
0: fucking get it
1: <laughs> but anyway
0: I'm like, i would be like that i would be that person be like okay we fucking get it it's salty and sweet
1: like yeah mm-hmm. yeah man uh one sec i had something that got auto-corrected and was dumb. there we go um, but yeah, so they all give it a taste test. Uh, <laughs> Scrooge makes some some reference to uh, saying that like all the kids used to be crazy for it back in the day. Which, not that this is really a spoiler or anything, is a nod forward to the prequel game Birth by Sleep that I had never caught. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny. Uh, so I guess, you know, watch out for that when it happens. <laughs> Great. Uh, but anyway, so continuing on, uh, going toward, um, Merlin's house, you're, uh, they, they actually have Heartless showing up that are from space paranoids, which that's not right. That shouldn't be happening. Heartless always stay in, like, their area, which is weird. Right. You would think they'd kind of be able to pop up anywhere, but I guess it also sort of makes sense because it's like, this is how darkness manifests on this world. So, eh.
0: We'll go with that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So they go to um they go to Merlin's house and uh, basically they're like, "Hey, Yuffie, Merlin and Sid, what's going on and this is where like basically they give them the rundown uh the m c p has been causing trouble in the computer um they're still not quite sure what actually happened. Leon went to investigate, and um all of these like pod thingies were active. Hang on one sec, Boop, it doesn't look ominous at all. I know, right? He's like, whoa, whoa. Let
0: and me guess, don't
1: worry about it? No, like, immediately worry about it, um, because... Oh, okay. Yeah, he, well, because he looks over and, like, oh, shit, what's that? And, like, basically, the MCP had turned on, like, I don't even, like, a little, like, beam in, beam out pad or something that he's just pumping Heartless out to go attack the city. So, like, that's, that's probably not good. Someone should probably do something to stop that um but it's not just that he's also taken over the security system (laughs) and he's replaced the entire screen on the computer with just a text box saying ignorant users obey the mcp i mean (laughs) which i know it's supposed to be like ominous and threatening but it's just the funniest fucking thing to me oh my god
0: that's like a freaking reddit user got a hold of it (laughs)
1: Um so yeah so basically they're like um so you know hope we Leon want to go check it out that's basically i guess what he's told us he's staying at the computer room trying to see if he can do anything about it and so is like well what about Tron uh but they tell him no or that they haven't been able to get in touch with Tron so that's also why Leon's staying at the computer office being like hey can i Tron are you are you in there are you okay <laughs> they hey. uh, they assume he's been forced onto the green grade um Why does my my phone have SID in all caps? Hang on. I didn't type this. Are you sure? Pretty sure. But are you positive? Eh. Like, 90% sure. Anyway, there we go. Um, But, so, so they're like, oh, well, crap. We gotta go try to help Tron. And is there anything else that you guys can think of? And SID's like, well, don't worry. I'm also working on... Because, like, SID's got his own computer. Just smaller. In uh, Merlin's... Or set up in Merlin's house. And, um... So basically he says he's wor- or that he and Merlin together are working on something to destroy the MCP. They give it a name. I think they call it like the MCP Eradication Program or some shit like that. And it's like, I'm just going to call it the thing. Because that's a lot shorter. That doesn't sound ominous I mean, at all. I know. Like, it's it's not even with him calling them that. I almost sort of feel like it should be a separate character coming in to like help Tron. But, you know, then it's like how do you balance that as extra teammates or whatever. Because really it ends like, up just being like a power-up that they're making for Tron. So, meh. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, I guess. Eh. Uh, so, but this is where uh, it finally like lets you go and you can go do all of the Winnie the Pooh stuff. So, I guess now we've officially caught up after that. Eh. Um, you make your way back to, uh, the castle basement, <laughs> which, uh, what, Ansem, why did you have your office set up in the basement? Actually, you know, you were re- researching weird shit, that's probably the obvious choice. Never mind. Anyway. If
0: he doesn't want the FBI to see.
1: I do, <laughs> God. Well, Ansem, if you remember, Ansem the- Yeah, we've gotten to Ansem the Wise. Ansem the Wise was, like, the ruler of this planet before, uh, Xehanort got rid of him, so- Theoretically, I guess, he owns the FBI. He is the Senate. Um, he is the shadow. This is making him sound cooler than he is. He's just a fucking dork. Um,
0: <laughs> but does he have a party yacht? No. Well, well, then he's not that cool. We'll get
1: to we'll get to more stuff about Anson the Wise. Don't you worry. I don't like him. Um, Every
0: time you tell me not to worry.
1: No, well, this more like, don't worry, it's coming. We'll get there. Like, it's, I'm not making you wait, like, three games. We'll get to more information on Anson Wise later on in this game. Uh, not tonight, obviously. We're not going to get that far. Well, yeah. but, um, but anyway, so yeah, you make it to um, the computer basement. <laughs> and um, basically, uh, they give uh, oh, Leon a heads up. Like, hey, Sid's still working on the thing. He says it shouldn't be too much longer. So Leon's like, great, I guess I'll go down there in person. That way, when he is done, I can run it back up. And it's like these guys got to work on like y'all had like tiny little flying girls. What happened to them? They could probably just fly the disc over because that's the that's what it is. He finishes it and it's on a CD. <laughs> they could have just had Yuna or one of the others like fly it over. But what if we never see them I mean, again? Not wrong. Yeah. Um. But uh, but so uh, basically, Leon's like, oh, but wait. I don't know if I want to just. Leave the computer unattended because Sora already says the three of them are going to go inside and try to help Tron. And Aerith is like, "Go on, don't worry. I've got it. I've got everything taken care of here." And he's like, "Are you sure?" And she fucking stares his ass down. I think I already sent you a picture of this uh, a while back, but like, she just fucking stares at him until he's like, "Oh, okay."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you did send me that with yeah. the Captain not to worry about it.
1: No, 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 I. I think I said no, like the pr- stare. Automatically like,
0: automatically assumed. Don't worry about it. Right. No, yeah,
1: you just automatically assumed. Uh, no, I captioned it saying it was the face of a murderer because <laughs> <laughs> it really is. She's the your shit. she looks like she's gonna mess him up. Yeah. Uh, so Leon's like, oh, okay, I guess you got this. And like on his way out, gives Sora a new Keyblade called the Sleeping Lion, which I do sort of dig the design on. And we haven't Ooh. like super talked okay. about it much. Yeah, um, we haven't talked about it much because it's not super important. But there are like three basic keyblade lengths: um, short, medium, and long. Obviously, uh, this one is one of the longest ones, and it's it's. Just, I didn't take a picture, but you'll see it in the video when you get to it. Uh, like it just almost looks awkwardly long when Sora like standing there holding it. But I mean, like it's based on his gunblade, so that make, that just kind of makes sense.
0: But, like, does it increase your rage, Like when you're in battle.
1: Um, some, like, the, the shorter keyblades definitely so like, don't hit Heartless that are further right, or like, what's as far the away. The they I think, like, the game has an internal system for measuring their length as far as, like, I guess how many bits or whatever away a Heartless can be before you actually hit it. I don't really know the intricacies of that. But, like, you can definitely tell um, a good example from the first game, if you remember that one that was, or that little, like, uh, Peter Pan one that was, like, a tiny little dagger. You had to get right up on Heartless to actually hit them, whereas, like, the Metal Chocobo one was a lot longer, so you could be further away and still hit people. So, like, it does kind of matter, but...
0: Not, like, in a game-changing way, but it can affect, like, combat?
1: Basically, yeah.
0: Okay, I gotcha.
1: Yeah, because that's one reason I never... Even though though the stats on it were decent, that's one reason I never used uh, that Peter Pan one, because, like you had to be right up on them, and I think I missed a lot, because I'd be trying to attack from too far away. <laughs> I mean, that's like a you thing. That's not wrong. Um, so anyway, yeah, he gives them that extra keyblade and runs off before Aerith can murder him. Um, <laughs> uh, Sword Donald and Goofy go into the computer and, like, is just fucking heartless on patrol, dude. I didn't take a picture, because it felt unnecessary, but, like, You just see a bunch of them just patrolling, like, the areas, um, like, that aren't, like, the little, like, pit cell where you're actually safe or whatever. Um, Uh But yeah, so you get there. uh, Nico went out to fight some Heartless because he was just like, fuck it, I want to try out this new Keyblade that I just got, which is fair. Um, But technically, the next thing that you do is you go to the game grid and... I had forgotten actually I thought it made you do the light cycle again before you found Tron but instead it just has you in that area but like Tron's being attacked by heartless so instead of getting on a light cycle you just fight the heartless that are attacking him <laughs> So it's like like you're you're on the start of a racetrack but instead of doing racing on it you're just fighting dudes and I don't know it's just weird to me to be like what does that mean why not? basically. Um, and then we get like an awkward break where like Leon is, <laughs> oh, hi Otto. Um, we get like an awkward, oh, an awkward break where instead of like staying in space paranoids, we get a cut scene out in the city and it shows Leon like running up to the house. Just ha, 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 ha. He's got his gun blade out. Like you can tell, I guess that he's been fighting, but they didn't want to show you that part. So he runs up to uh, to Merlin's house and he's like, "All right, how how's it going? How's the thing?" And Sid's like, <laughs> "Sid's basically or, no." He asks like, "Is the Eradicator done?" And Sid's like, "It would be if it weren't for old or for that old loon's magic." <laughs> to which Merlin, "For you meddling kid!" <laughs> I, I mean, same energy, honestly. To which Merlin is like, "Old loon, you say?" And gets fucking pissed and like blasts or. Shoots a blast of magic. I don't, like he doesn't even say a spell. It's just a blast of magical energy, like at nice. Sid, and he hits his computer, and like the explosion knocks Sid onto the floor. That's amazing, honestly. <laughs> it's incredible.
0: Don't fuck with the old guy, dude.
1: Um, <laughs> so for like the rest of the cutscene, Sid's just like cowering and like shrinking away from Merlin.
0: As yes, he fucking should.
1: <laughs> but uh Sid does hand him. The, um.
0: Also, I'm sorry, just in that screenshot, does it not look like one of the people has a Naruto headband?
1: Oh, that's Sid, yeah. He's got, uh, like, it's it's supposed to be like a set of goggles, but yeah, from the side, when all you see is just the one, yeah, it definitely looks like it.
0: He's a fucking nerd. Okay. Anyway. It's confirmed. It's confirmed Sid is a weeb. I mean, yes. He's a weeb.
1: Probably. Um. He's blonde, God. he's got
0: it looks like a Naruto headband. he's a weed.
1: Fair. Um, but yeah, he so he hands the disc to Leon and is like, here you go. One loony wizard special. <laughs> it's like, boy. And like as soon as the as soon as Leon leaves, Marlin just turns back to him and he's like, Yo, I didn't do nothing and his computer bursts into flames in the distance.
0: <laughs> I did nothing, I know nothing, I saw nothing.
1: And then like I swear to god it's so it's so ridiculous. We I love get it. well it's so funny we, that they didn't show us like Leon running the whole way up because the rest of the cutscene is showing him running through different sections of Hollow Bastion getting back to the castle. Like why? Like and then like why? And, toward the end it shows a couple heartless pop up and he just like slashes through them like I don't have time for this.
0: I got time for your shit. <laughs> it's so stupid
1: um actually
0: look how cute he is do what i said look how cute it
1: is oh my goodness um it's cute wait who the heartless or cranberry yeah the heartless okay we already
0: know cranberry is cute i don't know where the fuck he is right now but we know he's cute (laughs) he's like
1: he's like i'm the master of stuff
0: no literally i don't know where he is He'll probably attack me when I go to bed, when this is done. Yeah. No, the Heartless, though. The Heartless is cute.
1: Uh, Hang on a sec. Otto, you jumped and got a hair in my water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world, where I set a glass down, and I pick it up again, and I'm like, why is there fur in my glass?
1: Yes. Hang on. Pause the timer. I'm gonna go refill this.
0: (laughs) Hang on one sec. Let me get back to my phone, and I will pause. No, you're trying to get those moves, but you're failing literally. You've got one, dude. I've killed more than you. Okay. Do you have. That's not okay. <laughs> I pay the rent. I pay the bills. The least you can do is eat some bugs.
1: It's what? 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 <laughs> oh, okay. I was
0: telling him. I was telling the cat that I pay the rent and I pay the bills. The least he can do is eat some bugs.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, that's fair, I guess. Um, Okay, so I have gotten a refill and put my water in a different spot so that if Otto jumps down from the bed that he is currently curled up on, probably going to fall asleep, so this doesn't even matter. At least he won't get hair in it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what he wants you to think.
1: Yeah, right. Hello, my
0: baby. No, don't don't step on the tablet. (laughs) He's like, you wanted me to
1: come over here, mother.
0: Don't step on the tablet, please. Don't disconnect mommy. Okay.
1: okay. So anyway, okay. um, interspersed between all of these cutscene all of these shots of uh Leon running around and fighting stuff and reminding us that he's cool. We basically um Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Cron are regrouping from that fight and heading over to the I.O. Tower. Uh, because basically that's get- Io is input output. Um so when Leon loads the thing in, that's where it's gonna go. Um mm-hmm. so he gets back to the computer, but of course the MCP is still locking him out, and I don't so I'm not super sure what Leon's trying to type here, but it doesn't work and he just slams on the te- on the desk saying it's no good. <laughs> and then fucking Aerith is like, Oh I mean,
0: the- sometimes that makes stuff work. That's
1: fair. Uh instead Aerith has a different solution. She takes the C D from him, walks over to the little C D drive, and is the- <laughs> She just pops the disc into the slot and is like, bon appetit. <laughs> and the MCP is like, "What? what's that? What are you loading? <laughs> she's like, don't, don't talk with your, your oh, mouth full.
0: I'm listening. Go ahead.
1: No, that was it. He's just like, what are you loading? And she's like, don't talk with your mouth full. And it's like, buddy. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but yeah, so um, they, they upload the thing and inside the IO tower, it does the thing from the movie where Sean like, stands on the platform and holds his disc up and it floats up into the thing and then comes back down with an upgrade and he's like oh cool i got it i got a power booster and some flight routines for the solar sailor and i'm like cool like i guess (laughs) basically if you go in and look at his abilities after all of this all this amounts to is that he got um (laughs) he got a thunder boost that you can activate for him and mp haste so like it's like this made him a little bit better but not even that much. <laughs> just hilarious this only matters for story reasons um Slightly
0: better but not really better
1: eh, but like i said better for story reasons
0: uh-huh
1: eh, 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 eh. he's he's plot stronger this is like you've heard of plot armor now get ready for plot sword i guess <laughs> plot <laughs> plot death frisbee uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so they go to the solar sailor, which still looks basically the same as it did in the movie. Um, dude, dude, there we go. But because they can't just give us a cutscene of it taking off and then docking at the other place, um, like that turns that turns into a fight. I don't, I don't know. Uh, basically just some heartless like pop up and you gotta fight them. But the timing of it is fucking hilarious because like Sword Doll and... Uh, Tron is just standing there. He's acting like, "Okay, I've done this before. Let me just scout out ahead, and make sure nothing is coming at us." But so, so Donald and Goofy are all like reaching their hands out and sticking their faces out and just, you know, feeling the wind rush, the digital wind rush by. <laughs> and Tron like turns to all of them and is like, basically, sure. basically just tells them, "Keep an eye out. We can't afford to let our guard down." And that's when Heartless like immediately show up and attack. So it's like, yeah, I, I guess he was right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not foreshadowing at all I know right um, that, but anyway so they make it to the t- big honking tower thing where the MCP lives I don't know if, if this area actually has I mean it's got a name I'm sure I don't remember what it's called uh, it doesn't matter Um, but so like the, the fight initially goes basically like it did in the movie with the MCP just sort of spinning around in the background and uh tron fighting sark and sark being like you uh oh, dang it, what is it that sark says like you're oh yeah you're very persistent tron and tron says i'm also better than you and then like throws his disc and it chops off the top of sark's head and the mcp is like no sark and he stops spinning and it looks like this hang on why is it not hang on a sec boop
0: what the fuck is that
1: <laughs> oh, no! you only saw it very briefly in the movie but you get like a better look at it here because that's like the mcp you know if you remember a couple times we see him as like a wireframe face wall thing um that kind of looked like well like like the thing i just said but then also like this toward the end of the movie and it was ridiculous and um he had like
0: so why are we bringing that back why don't worry
1: we're bringing it back you to kill it again
0: graphics. you could do better graphics
1: <laughs> but this is funnier um plus he's here long enough to get killed so like because if oh. you're because if you remember in the movie basically what he had to do was like he had this like ring of boxes floating around him so he had to wait for an opening and then like toss his identity desk in well since they can't just do it like that and they have to make it a, they have to make it a whole thing It's still basically that, uh, but like you have to attack the boxes to break them, and then once you create an opening in the box, you you literally get an option uh, for a reaction command that's just labeled "delete," where Tron and Sora will both bow up. What the
0: fuck kind of face is he making?
1: (laughs) I think it's supposed to be pain, because what it is is Tron will like start spinning his identity disk in the air, and like Sora will
0: hit the back of it with his (laughs) Keyblade. Like, okay, no, no, no. So, you know the sunfish, right? It's, like, literally been described as the most useless fish ever.
1: I feel like I've seen this thing. Hang on, sunfish.
0: It's literally trying to catch one of those by fishermen has been described as trying to pull up a washing machine because they're fucking huge.
1: Oh, these guys, okay.
0: Yeah, like, literally, they can't even swim. They literally just kind of propel themselves along with the, get the fuck off that table, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> what, are what
1: are you doing? No! <laughs> <know> that. no. <laughs> this is oh goodness. You know, I was expecting I was expecting the Sunfisk to look like Stunfisk, the Pokemon that has a very similar name, but no, it looks more like a Loma Mola, and now I'm angry.
0: Hang on, I have to find out where the fuck my cat went. Oh god. Okay, there
1: he is. Hey. <laughs> the master of self.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sitting here and you know, all of a sudden, all I see is a head rising over my TV. I'm like, no!
1: Hello? But anyway. <laughs> he just pops up, hello.
0: <laughs> I'm like, this, this is why my PlayStation stops working because your furry ass gets behind there. Anyway, the sunfish. Yes, giant, like, literal washing machine heavy fish is literally useless. Can't even swim on its own. But, like, it kind of has, like, that vacant, like, just kind of cruising along. Not really living, but just kind of cruising along. That's the (laughs) face that this dude has in the new picture.
1: Not really living? Oh my god. Okay, anyway. Uh, I posted a picture of Otto because he's asleep and cute. Anyway, um... (laughs) Oh
0: <laughs> baby, oh baby. Anyway,
1: uh, back to Tron. Anyway, yeah, back to Tron. Um, so yeah, so like when you when you make an opening in those boxes that uh, float around him, you get a reaction command that literally is just labeled "delete." Where like, um, Tr- Tron will like start spinning his identity desk, and then Sora like throws his keyblade up behind it, and they just blast a beam of energy like from that whole thing into like the sort of bottom hourglass part of the mcp it almost kind of looks like there's something in there i can't quite tell what it is it doesn't matter not important anyway so obviously you do that for a while and then you win and the mcp the mcp like i i wish they had done the thing that they did in the movie where like he <laughs> turns out to be that little dude on a pyramid or whatever. But instead they just kind of have him like fizzle out. Which is they, also good. They um, wanted to be like Bill from Gravity Falls? Do I? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Took me a sec. Okay. No, remember in the movie how he turns out to be like like a dude with a big mustache and a
0: pyramid? Vaguely.
1: That. I wish they had done that. But they didn't. It's It doesn't matter. I just think it would have been funnier uh bu-ba-da-bu. hang on a sec okay yeah um so after for, for beating him you get reflect upgraded to Reflega, so that's cool um <laughs> uh but after the fight uh like tron is like yeah <laughs> like parting a little bit and sora's like oh i didn't know tron could be silly <laughs> and he's like i learned he like he does that thing where he like kind of rubs his nose a little bit like he's embarrassed and then just goes i learned it from you <laughs> like, I'm watching you, Dad. Like same energy almost, yeah. But um, so Sora, uh, so Sora like, um, uh, he's like, but I do have my silly limits, and so Sora like jokes with him. Okay, well, once we get back outside, we'll uh, we'll tweak your programming so that you don't. And he's like, whoa, hey now, hang on a second, don't do that. And he's like, come on, uh, Sora's like, come on, darling, Goofy, what do you think? Singin' Tron, dancing Tron, and Tron's like, God, please no. <laughs> he's like, I love you guys, but no. Out um but no, but he give, so he gives them a whole speech about like how you know he appreciates sora donald goofy all of their friends on the outside that he's never even seen all of them for helping him grow and like helping him defeat the mcp and he uh gives there sora reaches out for a handshake which is neat uh but instead of hang on let me get that posted before i keep going bah. oh wait i forgot i'm in the wrong channel now so hang on it's gonna it's trying to post somewhere else. Okay. No, that was because yeah, I had clicked over somewhere else. And some reports. There it is. Post. Let me get myself Aww. back over to that so it'll not do that in the future. There we go. Anyway, uh, but instead of, instead of the handshake, um, Tron pulls him in for a hug, which is very sweet. And Sora's like, yo, what was that for? And he's like, well, I thought that's what you people say when you're sorry to say goodbye. And uh, Goofy in the background is like, well, Gorse, Tron, it, what does he say? Hang on, I wrote it down.
0: Shut the fuck up, Goofy.
1: You're oh, ruining yeah, the yeah. moment. Yeah, Goofy's like, well, Gortron, it's like a promise to, uh, that we'll see each other again real soon. And he's like, okay then. And so he goes and he, yeah, hang on, I went to the wrong spot. He goes and he gives Goofy a hug, and they're like basically the same height, so that one actually kind of makes sense. And then he has to like. Squat. I would love
0: like when he gave Goofy a hug. If he just like Spartan punched all the way through Goofy's chest, <laughs> like now you're gonna Rude. stay dead.
1: Rude. Uh, and then he has to squat down to give Donald a hug. Um Hug the pants look stuck. duck. God. No. Oh God. Anyway, um I'm not wrong. Okay, sorry, I was making a note of something. Anyway. Um, but yeah, but so like he gives he gives all of them hugs and they're like, Hey, what's what's that for? And Tron's like <laughs> Tron even Tron's like, Don't worry about it. And he just fucking dives into the big empty hole that was if left I'm behind behind the mcb don't worry about it start worrying oh well you know yeah no he, he doesn't actually say that he's he just got, like kind of backs up toward the edge of the cliff and, and is like waving at them and they're like wait tron what are you doing and without saying anything his ass turns around and dives into the hole that the, that like the big mcp tower thing had been or, like, not the, not the tower that they had to go to, the tower that was the MCP, the big red thing, the big red rocket. Yeah, he basically, he eats himself off of it, and they're like, uh, we don't even, okay. we don't even get to see their reaction, <laughs> because the next shot is them, like, coming out of the computer back in, or back in the little, like, uh, computer basement. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I, I guess, the, I assume they took a minute to be like, um, is he coming back? uh but basically doing this seems to have made tron the new mcp because when he gets out everything is like fine and fixed and it's tron's voice coming out of the computer now like the mcp is used to and also when sora goes to type something apparently it tickles him which is a thing wait what i don't know they start typing on the keyboard and he's like hey wait that tickles and it's like what I- that's kind of vaguely disturbing that's a yeah that's a weird detail to include i don't know like they're trying to keep it all the whole like ha. Tom has learned how to be silly or whatever but it's it's weird oh, it's my. just weird um uh but yuffie comes in and they're like oh, has it looking outside and she's like oh everything's back to normal the um, security system forgot what it was called for a second yufi didn't say that that was me uh he's like the security system is uh, back how it should be and uh, all of the heartless around are the local variety and it even seems like there are fewer of those too and i'm like great that's super convenient probably and tron's like glad to hear it and hey guess what i found something and uh, buried among all the files in here and i can let you guys see what this town used to look like way back when it was first built and they're like oh sweet and he like it i don't even know what he does like pfft, internally computer wise but we get a bunch of shots from around the town, ta- uh, around the town of like fucking giant beams of light shooting out. I don't know. And um, we get, um, hang on, yeah, we get a shot of like Leon and Cloud just standing next to each other, looking up at him, and Leon's like, "That's right, I remember now." And you're like, "Wait, what?" And then we get a shot of Sid and Merlin. Remember the new guy? Right. No, we get a shot of like Sid and Merlin, like looking at the little sparkly things that are coming down and Sid, like, catches one and he's like, just like in the old days. And Merlin, I forget his exact wording because he, you know, he talks funny, but he's like, I would be curious as to ascertain exactly how this town came to be called such a dreadful name as Hollow Bastion. And before you even really have time to digest whatever the fuck he just said, uh, (laughs) Aerith, like, turns to Sword and Goofy, she's like, you know, this town had a different name once, and the Hollow Bastion title card pops up, and we hear uh, Aerith say Radiant Garden, and then the Hollow Bastion title card, like, changes to say Radiant Garden. (laughs) Why? I don't know. We don't... We never really get the full details on, like, why it is now called Hollow Bastion, but basically this is revealing that, hey, before this town was destroyed and was called Hollow Bastion, it used to be a nice place, and it was called Radiant Garden. Um... I assume what you're probably supposed to figure is that somewhere between uh, whatever happened with Xehanort and Ansem's Apprentices uh, becoming Organization 13 and uh, the town or the, the world falling to darkness and Leon and the others having to flee from it. And then Maleficent setting herself up there for the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Maleficent probably mm-hmm. named it Hollow Bastion when she showed up because she was like, this place is all busted and it's full of darkness. I love it. I'll call it Hollow Bastion. At least that's my I guess. I mean, um, sounds fair. I mean, you know. Um, <sighs> um. So that's that's basically it. That's the town, or that's officially being done with Halobaston, now known as Radiant Garden. Um. It even like changes um, when you're like out in space and you fly up to it, and it shows the name of the world. It even changes there to say Radiant Garden now, which is a cool detail. Um. Mm-hmm. But. Nico, of course, decided that he would go back down, run around, see if anything was new to eh, test out, like, just, you know, run around and fight some more Heartless, but basically just grinding. And fucking, of course, um, just like with how Donald and Goofy have each a nobody that will drop a shield for Goofy and a staff for Donald, if you're really lucky, I've already mentioned how there's also a Heartless that will drop a staff for Donald. That one's over in the Pride Lands. Well, there's also a heartless that'll drop a shield for Goofy. Um, it's one that I'm pretty sure we've talked about, but I'll go ahead and post a picture of that heartless in the chat just in case. Uh, that one's called. Okay. Book- that one's called Bookmaster, like the like the Macaulay Culkin movie. He's defacing a book, and I hate him. I know. Well, it's what it is. Is he's like a spellcaster, so like he'll sit there and float with it, like open above him or in front of him, and he'll almost like he's supposed to be reading out of it, and he'll like cast spells at you. But he'll also just sometimes close the book and fucking slam you with it <laughs> rude. um I mean all, on the one hand fair yeah on the other hand rude I know I know well anyway yeah you can get his book to use as a shield for goofy and it's called the Ak- or, uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong it's either akashic or akashic I'm pretty sure it's a akashic record um a piece of shit what? What? No, Akashic. A k a s h i c. Let me check the spelling. Right, a piece of shit. Rude. But the the point is oh, that yeah. I'm mad that Nico has now gotten all four of the Heartless and Nobody weapons in a single playthrough when I never do that. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, no. Anyway, not the not the point. The point is, you can go fight Sephiroth now. Technically, he counts. Sephi. A- uh, technically i think he counts as a secret boss um just the way that this whole thing is handled but he did show up during uh one of the cut scenes from back when the whole battle of a thousand heartless happened he did show up there saying he was looking for cloud and there are like actual cutscenes around him um as opposed to the other secret bosses that are in this game that just show up and fight um so i'll go ahead and cover him here um bleh, i say all of that to say <sighs> no i'm good i'm good uh, you walk up to him, and he's just like, what is Cloud doing? And, like, not even turning around to look at Sword Donald, and Goofy yet. And Goofy's like, I don't know tell if that. we should tell ya. And this is when he, like, turns around and, like, just fucking holds his sword out to threaten Sword Donald, and Goofy. He's like, by the way, you three, what are you doing? Or something like that. I forget exactly what it is that he says. No, this is where Goofy says, I don't know if we should tell you. Because he's like, what are you up to? and um they they all pull out their weapons and he sees um sora's keyblade and he's like that's an interesting sword you carry and sora's like it's no donald says it's called the keyblade and, and he's like oh i see so that's the keyblade and then he fucking bows up and he's like i wonder if it wouldn't change its mind after i defeat you and then like that's what goes and that's what leads into the fight you will you will notice um that it takes it takes nico a while and like the this episode that we're still taking that I'm still talking about notes from is like an hour and a half long, a solid I would say half hour forty five minutes is just attempts at trying to beat Sephiroth because, like I said, he's technically a secret boss. So you should come back later on once you've basically beaten the game and leveled up a bunch more. Uh, but <laughs> Nico's over here trying to beat him at like level forty five on um uh what did we what difficulty level did we say this was hang on a sec no he's uh yeah he's doing critical mode which is like even harder than just just hard yeah um (laughs) so like good uh, luck oh god damn it craig hang on um okay so yeah you've already got the timer going again uh okay i forget what i was was saying, but yeah, the point is Sephiroth really hard. Nico eventually does manage to beat him without having to go and grind more, which is fucking wild. <coughs> Excuse me, I will cut that out. Beautiful. Mm. Yes. Anyway, um, but uh but yeah, so so after the fight then <laughs> fucking it 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 ends <coughs> not ends, but like the next cutscene starts with him just kinda like brushing his shoulder and being like, I admit that you're very skilled. But it looks like Cloud is the only one that can defeat me. So, you know, go go tell him that I'm looking for him. And they're like, uh... <laughs> sure. Uh, hey. And Nico, the absolute madman that he is, like, after that conversation ends, was like, maybe I can fight him again. But you can't. You can, if you try to talk to him, he'll just be like, go tell Cloud that I'm looking for him. And it's like, oh, well, okay then. And this is where, like, weirdly, they sort of make the area name canon because like this spot on the map is just called dark depths like that's just what they call this spot and (laughs) i don't know why this weirds me out so much but when you go and talk to cloud and be like hey sephiroth is looking for you and he's like oh sephiroth is looking for me i better drop literally everything and go deal with that where is he like they have they they say he's in the dark depths and it's just i don't know why that messes me up so much but it does um but, uh, but yeah, so Cloud obviously, like, goes, and they square off, and <laughs> we get, like, this cool shot from above. Dude, there we go. Uh, basically, of uh, Sephiroth, like, telling him, what is, hang on, I wrote it down. Uh, basically, um, Sephiroth says that Cloud will never let go of his darkness, and Cloud's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. And they, and they, they start, they, the fight hasn't, like, begun, begun yet. They lock blades. Uh, basically like this. And Tifa walks up. You can see her in the distance. Uh, <laughs> and Clouds, or Sephiroth is like, you'll never let go of your past. And Clouds like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. <laughs> I mean, basically. Um, and this, this is where Tifa chimes in. She's like, she's like, no, you're wrong. And, uh, no, uh, Sephiroth says like, it's your darkness. you You know, you can't get rid of me. Your darkness will always call me back or something like that. And this is where Tifa chimes in. She's like, no, you're wrong. Maybe Cloud's darkness... Uh, maybe you do find Cloud because of his darkness. But that just means we d- we can surround him with light. His darkness will still be there, but in a place that you can't get to. And even Sephiroth isn't really taking this seriously. But she, like, fucking jumps into the fight and starts, like... She doesn't actually hit him and doesn't do any damage. But, like, uh, Tifa's so fucking cool here, dude. Because, like... She bows up at him, and, like, he starts, he's not really taking her seriously, because he's Sephiroth and he's mean like that, but he starts, like, jabbing at her, and she literally does just, like, duck and weave and dodge out of the way, and runs up and tries to punch him in his fucking face, but of course he moves. Um, so it's, it's not like she does any actual damage, but it's just really fucking cool that, to me at least, that she hops in and is like, I'll fight you myself, <laughs> come at me. Bitch, I'll um, take you. Yeah, basically, and uh, um, basically, uh, Tifa's like Cloud. You can have my- if you don't have enough light, you can have my light. And Cloud's just like, I just don't know. Right. <laughs> and and then he and then he starts to glow. I, I, I don't. I, I assume because Tifa's light is going over to him or some jazz. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but he okay. starts glowing. <laughs> uh, beautiful. <I'm> sorry. <clears throat> gonna cut that out sorry yes i will cut that part out too (laughs) Uh, so but he starts glowing sephiroth doesn't start going glowing and like they both just jump up into the air (laughs) well uh, sephiroth i guess kind of flies because wings but like they both just jump up in the air and there's a big flash of light and then they're both gone (laughs) and i remember even as a kid being so fucking blue balled by this like what are you doing why not we didn't get to see it happen we saw them zoom around and fight a couple and like clash swords a couple of times but we didn't get to see how it ended um me just being silly i like halfway headcanon that after this flash they both go to the rebuilt world of final fantasy 7 remake well, that's just because we haven't seen either of them in a kingdom hearts game since then and tetsuya Nomura also made that so like i mean this fair. is just me having fun with it <laughs> um and also, I think I saw, pe- like, I never played it, but I think I saw people, like, saying that Sephiroth has lines of dialogue indicating that he might remember the original events of the game or some jazz. So, nice because it does seem to be a different, a different timeline from regular Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. I've never played either. I heard it was fun, but I didn't have time to get to it.
0: I saw Advent so, Children, like, years back, and that was it.
1: Yeah, I watched Advent Children forever ago. I remember Cloud's sword could break into, like, seven pieces, which was neat. Right. Um, anyway, not the point. Um, uh, but yeah, so there's a flashlight, and they're gone, and, uh, Tifa's like, well, shit, I guess it's back to looking. And, <laughs> and she's, uh, sort of, like, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, do you think you'll be able to find him? And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it, light's easy to find. And it's like, sure, I don't know what that means, where are you gonna go? Uh, <laughs> But she's like, here, this is for helping me. And Sora's like, but well, what did we do? And she just walks off. And it's this is one of those weird times where, like, he gets a new keyblade, but, like, they make it act like it's canon in the thing. And, like, rah, uh, ah. Uh, But you get... And where I said that, like, the one Leon gave you is long, this one is long. This is, I think, the longest keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 2. It's either this or the ultimate weapon. But this one's long as shit. Uh, like... Literally sometimes some of the places where like there's a ledge that's a little bit low down like and you'd be able to jump up and grab it but like it's situated so like there's nothing in front of you it's just a gap like you can I don't know where I'm going with this you can hit doorways while standing in them with this fucking keyblade it's that long like you can swing and hit just get stuck on like the top of a doorway it's ridiculous <laughs> um i do really like the design of it though how it doesn't look like a regular key it looks kind of like a car key or something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but also it's got. Wait, did I actually send it? Hang on. Okay, good. I did. Yeah. Um, it's called Finmere, which is, I guess, apparently the name of like Cloud's motorcycle or something in Advent Children. I don't know enough about Final Fantasy Seven. I assume uh, the name Finmere is connected to him some other way too. But I don't uh,
0: remember anything about Final Fantasy Seven except for the uh, the cat dude?
1: Oh uh, yeah. That's basically yeah. Uh, what was it, Cait Sith? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, I really dig the design on this one. Its ability is called... Or the ability that's attached to it is called Negative Combo. We will come back to this because you can use this Keyblade and a couple other similar abilities to, like, tease some boss fights, so we'll talk about that later on. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to the secret bosses at, like, the very end, that'll probably be on our wrap-up episode. Or, uh, that'll either be on our wrap-up episode... Or, the lead, Sorry. That'll either be on the episode where we finish the story, or the summary episode that we do afterward. Um, but, all of that aside, we are now officially done with Hollow Bastion slash Radiant Garden and we can head over to do what? I said we. Oh, I thought you said Riku and I was like, what? No. Even. Oh,
0: I didn't say um, shit, bitch. I said we.
1: Mean. <laughs> Stop being mean to my son. No. He's very good. I'm telling you he's good. He's a good boy. You will learn this as we go.
0: I know he is and I'm willing to admit that, but he's also still shit, bitch.
1: That's fair. Anyway, um we go to we can go to Twilight Town now. The um the gummy route for it is called Assault on the Dreadnought and it's some Star Wars looking bullshit. Um this one I we talked about it before, where uh, uh, Nico had made a uh, a square gummy ship that was that had that was hollow in the center. People have cheesed the shit out of specifically this gummy route on like the, the harder version of it by making one of those because if you're if the inside of your ship is hollow, because if the enemy the enemy ships are just set so that they'll aim at the center, so if you have nothing in that center, their shots just don't hit you, and it's incredible um a bit we're not gonna get into a ton of that here because obviously but yeah um what was that oh yeah so they they land in twilight town they basically like at that little train station if you remember is where it has them start off and um they're like okay do you think we're getting close to anything and goofy's like well Gorge, i thought we were here because of that picture and that's when they remember when they were in the darkness and somebody in a cloak Gave them that picture of Roxas, Hainer, Pence, and Arlette, and also a bar of ice cream, which is the part of it that Donald remembers. <laughs> um, what is actually sort of neat is that in Twilight Town, instead of fighting Heartless, you do find Nobodies, which is which is cool because they're like no, there's like nowhere else that just that just has nobody enemies. So I just kind of like that they did that here. Um, but so you go to the the old mansion. I don't. I should have written down why they went there. Uh, I think they were mostly just... I think it's mostly just framed as them looking around. And But Hainer Pence, and Olette are fucking dead on the pavement. Or I guess the front lawn. <laughs> um, Sora runs up and he's like, Guys, are you guys okay? And uh, <laughs> they were like, We came to check out the mansion because it always gets weird visitors. And um, we got attacked by those guys in white. Basically, nobody's. Those little, the little squiggly ones, I guess. Um... <laughs> And they say that they were looking for Kyrie, and they they got knocked the fuck out, is the important thing here, is the takeaway. <sighs> anyway, um... <laughs> and Are we good? This is where it's it makes sense in context, and we're about to have a conversation explaining their reasoning, but if you just walked up and were talking to, like, three guys that you met a couple days ago... And they told you, hey, we're pretty sure this mansion leads to an alternate version of our town. You'd probably be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's basically what Sora says, except he's not allowed to cuss because Disney's involved in this series. Um, but yeah, they're like, we, we're pretty sure that the, this mansion somehow leads to an alternate version of Twilight Town. And Sora's like, it does? What? And um, this is where they, they point out that like um, that pouch that they saw Sora with earlier in the game, the one that Mickey gave them. Um, Olette made that herself so there should not be another one and that little crystal thing the, the little blue crystal ball thing came off of the trophy but obviously they have the four uh, little crystals that are on the trophy and again there's only supposed to be one of that trophy so it's like these two items are supposed to be unique and only one of a kind but you guys have an additional copy. How could that happen unless there's an alternate reality version of our town somewhere out there and it's like I mean, you're right, but also, what the fuck? You feel okay, Steven? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's just, like, the, Do you need they, a- they are correct. If we established, remember, at the beginning of the game that uh, Roxas was basically in, like, uh, computer simulation matrix, the Sims version of Twilight Town. <laughs> it's just, from the perspective of these three random-ass kids, it just feels like such a leap for them to come to, even though we have enough information to know that they're right. <laughs> the game just needs someone to suggest it out loud i guess um but so they're like okay so let's all go inside and um and investigate uh some nobody show up and or some nobody's you know, pop in and or spawn in and attack uh mickey hops in and will actually fight alongside you for this fight so that's fucking rad you've got a couple reaction commands you can use if you like run over and start attacking the same nobody as him um he doesn't replace one of your teammates it's like when um it's like when hercules helped you fight hades at the end of um olympus coliseum he, he was just there also fighting just a really cool moment um so afterward mickey's like hey so what are you guys doing here weird coincidence that we're all here at the same time right and um they they basically tell him you know like we think there might be some kind of alternative version of twilight town we're trying to go check that out and he's like oh well, that's interesting." I'm pretty sure um, that might be how, An- how Ansem the Wise snuck into Organization 13's stronghold. And Sora's like, yeah, that's cool. I don't really care about Ansem the Wise because I've never met him, but whatever. And then they're like, hey, we got a clue about all of this, and we're pretty sure it came from Riku. And Mickey's like, well, if that's what you think, then it must be true. And Sora's like, okay, so was it from Riku or not? And he's like, if that's what you think. <laughs> and they're like, come on, Your Majesty, we can tell that you know something. And he's like, gosh, guys, I promised. And they're like, ah, ah! You can't say because of a promise. A promise that you made to Riku? And he's like, guys, I can't say anything. Stop it. The, the point is, Mickey, like, knows something and he doesn't want to say, and they're, like, trying to make him and he's getting torn up inside or whatever. Um, they they go inside, and what I feel like is a missed opportunity is that if you go into Naminé's room where all of her drawings of, like, Sora and Roxas are... I feel like they should have given you, like, a little optional dialogue or a cutscene or something where Sora's like, huh, that's weird. But, I mean, at the same time, this isn't, like, the area that you're aiming for, so I I can see why they didn't do it. I just feel like it's a missed opportunity. And so, anyway, you you go to the area that the game does want you to go to because Mickey says there should be a computer somewhere around, and so, obviously, you know, that if you remember from the first couple hours of this game that have been, like, Shit, like two days worth of playtime at this point. Now I think is roughly how much this averages. Um, Ago, obviously, you know, you get you get down into the basement, and uh a non-beaten up version of Anson's big dumb computer is here. I still can't fucking get over this thing. I'm sorry, not Anson. This is big dumb computer. You um, or Mickey says, "Oh, there it is. That must be Anson's computer." And so they're like, "Okay, so." apparently the only one in this group that knows anything about computers is pence (laughs) so he hops up on the little chair and he's like all right let's get to this what's the password and they're like oh oh crap we don't know what the password is (laughs) and so they have like the the world's dumbest brainstorming session because none of these people actually know anything about ansem the wise and mickey himself even hasn't talked to him in like 10 years or some crap um and mickey's like i got it ansem the wise loved ice cream no no sorry sorry he's like you said you guys got a clue right what was in the box and they're like well it was just that picture of roxas and then donald's like and the salty sweet ice cream bar and and mickey's like that's gotta be it ansem the wise loved ice cream and it's like we know one thing about this guy, I guess. Luckily, they're, they end up being right. They're like, okay, well, what? maybe that's the password. What was the flavor? And you assume, you know, like, it's where will just tell him as part of the cutscene. No. It, <laughs> it gives you a little multiple choice box where you can select sea salt ice cream or, like, a couple other things like salted caramel or something else. I forget what the other two choices are. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just... I will never understand why they chose to give you that little, like, dialogue box choice. Because if you get it wrong, it just has Pence go, no, I don't think that's it. And then you select the other one. So it's not like this does anything. (laughs) I don't understand. It's so silly. Some of the choices made in this series are baffling. Um, But anyway. (laughs) Um, Apparently obviously the password is sea salt ice cream because anson loves ice cream specifically sea salt flavored um i did find out from watching this video i guess one of the commenters must have told Nico on uh, one of the other videos um that apparently the reason nomura did this and this feels like something i should have known should have seen from the wiki but i guess i either did know at one point and forgot or just never noticed um apparently the reason that nomura did this and put the ice cream in the game is because um tokyo disney has i guess a sea salt ice cream bar and he just fucking loved it so he wanted everyone to know hey guys this snack that you can get at disney world it's really good (laughs) like thanks dude fucking nerd oh god um Anyway, um, one other thing that, uh, that I noticed, something I had never thought to do when I was playing myself, but that Nico thought to do while he was coming down here. If you take a detour and go off to the room off to the side where the big sleepy pod was, you remember that whole thing? Um, it also has the, um, the same menu set up as the room where Nominee was, where it was themed for Chain of Memories, which is kind of cool. Oh, God, somewhere along the way, I think we got a, um... A secret anthem report that I forgot to mention hang on a sec oh no okay we didn't we're, we're not there yet no wait shit I think I did pass it hang on okay okay no we hadn't gotten through yet we were close to it okay sorry I was sc- uh, scrolling through my notes and double checking um wait cat are you still there hey there cat your name is cat I'm here. Okay. Are you here? Are you here? I'm here. I'm good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just in there saying "cat" over and over. Oh god. Okay. Are you okay?
0: I might have dozed off a little bit, but I woke up to my cat being okay. very concerned. Jerry at my cat. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry cranberry okay my son was very concerned so at least he was was listening to you (coughs) do what i said at least he was listening to you
1: i know right oh god a podcast where we just tell our our pets about kingdom
0: hearts god
1: god no No, okay, um...
0: Otto and Cranberry would walk off so fast. Anyway,
1: I'm awake, I'm here, I'm good, I'm okay. Oh, okay, okay, how's the timer looking? We got... <laughs> I was just out in your name for a while. <laughs> we, got... <laughs> we have 15 minutes. Oh god, back that up some, because I don't know what where it was when you, like, zoned out. Hang on, so, let me so check. I
0: see Fenrir, I see
1: that. Did you, okay... You see, Fenrir. Were you, Do you remember me saying that we had gone to Twilight Town? No. Oh God. Okay. Wait. Well, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Back it up to like I don't know thirty minutes, and we'll just call it good there. Um, that's probably honestly enough to finish the stuff that I took notes on, anyway.
0: Okay, hang on. I'm gonna. You'll... I'm resetting the timer right now.
1: Hang on. Okay. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut up. Okay, timer's backed up. We're good.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, you'll, I'm not going to recap too much because honestly, you didn't really miss much. Um, you'll hear that part in the, in the video. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Or not in the video, in the finished episode. Jeez. Um, basically we went to Twilight Town. Um, the, <sighs> my back's getting itchy where I got, where I got, where you got, where got at today. You got queesing Yeah. Goodness. Uh, it's, it's getting itchy though, but it also still hurts. And there's a stitch there, and I don't want to scratch it. Don't. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. We we go to Twilight Town. The gummy ride here is called Assault on the Dreadnought. It's some Star Wars bullshit. There are hilarious videos of people making like square shaped donut ships and not being able to get hit by the enemies Wait. because they just lock on to the center of your ship. Wait. And if there's nothing there, they can't hit you. Square shaped donut ships? Well, like, you know, we, we jokingly label them donut ships, but like the way that the uh, gummy editor is set up, you can't make a round ship. The best you can do is square.
0: So, Damn it, yeah. now I want donuts.
1: That is fair. I could go for some donuts.
0: I literally live around the corner from, well, it was Shipley's Donuts, now it's something else, but I'm literally like within walking distance. I may have to go get donuts tomorrow.
1: Merp. Um, Fuck you. But anyway, so you get to Twilight Town, um, go check out the mansion. Hayner, Prince, and Olette are fucking dead in the grass. Uh, ba- basically, they were also coming here to check this place out, One to look for Kyrie, because this place gets a lot of weird visitors which, that they say, which, okay, that's very open-ended, but sure. That doesn't sound ominous um, at all. I know. <laughs> <coughs> Please don't die. Excuse me. Hmm. I know. <sighs> but it's um like
0: me in between my calls, goddamn. <laughs> I talked to Louie on the cat um, earlier. He was very offended.
1: Girl, I'm cutting this whole thing out anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah, so...
0: That's the only reason I told you that I hawked a loogie onto my cat. Because I know you're going <laughs> to cut it out.
1: Rude. Um, but yeah, so they're like, yeah, this place gets a lot of weird visitors. And also, we think it might be a, a-, a gateway to some kind of alternate Twilight Town. Which is like, Don't they're right. About it. But that's, that's such a... W- like, we have enough context to know that they're correct because we played through the first couple hours of this game in that alternate Twilight Town. But for, like, them living in the world, it's just such a weird fucking conclusion to just say, hey, BT-dubs, we're pretty sure it's this. But I'd be like, that's oddly specific to warn us about. Like, they, they do show their work. Um, the little pouch thing and the crystal that Mickey gave uh, Sword Almond Goofy at the beginning of the game. Olette made the pouch herself so there should only be one and the crystal obviously broke off of the struggle trophy which again there should only be one of that and I guess one of each little crystal because they were probably made to go on the trophy Uh so like you've got two things that should only be one of a kind so the only logical conclusion is that it's not that you coincidentally made your own no the only logical conclusion is that there's an entirely alternate version of our town somewhere out there (laughs) and again they're right it's just fucking weird <laughs> um mickey shows up and helps helps you he fight some nobodies and um basically they tell him you know what's going on we're looking for no- gateway to an alternate twilight town and mickey's like oh that must be how handsome the wise snuck into organization 13 stronghold bt dubs he's snuck handsome the wise has snuck into organization 13 stronghold and they're like oh cool i guess um Hey, by the way, we got a clue earlier that we're pretty sure it came from Riku. And he's like, oh, well, if you think it came from Riku, then I guess that must be what happened. And they're like, oh, so it really did come from Riku. And he's like, well, if that's what you think. And they're like, and Sora's like, come on, your majesty. I know you can, I can tell that you know what happened to Riku. Please just tell us. And he's like, Sora, I can't. I made a promise. And he's like, aha, you made a promise to Riku, which means that he's safe out there somewhere. And then Mickey's like, God, Sora, I can't fucking tell you. Just stop. Yes, I mean, even. but um so they go they go inside the mansion they go to the basement they see the big dumb computer and apparently pence is the only person in this group that knows how to do anything with computers so he hops up on it and he's like all right i'll try to get in uh it wants a password what's the password and they're like shit we don't know enough about ansem to know what that is and then mickey's like i got it ansem loved ice cream <laughs> so the password must be his favorite flavor of ice cream what was in that box that you guys said that you got and Tora's like oh it was just a picture of Roxas and Donald's like and the salty sweet ice cream bar and they're like that's it the password is sea salt ice cream are you (laughs) fucking kidding me no and for whatever reason it doesn't even just continue this as a cutscene it makes you select it from a menu of like three different options What? I don't know why uh, the others are, like, just other possible flavors, like sweet caramel or something like that. I don't remember what they say. It doesn't matter. But, like, if you pick one, Pence will just go, nope, that doesn't seem to work. So it's like, oh, fuck, why do this? Like, nothing happens. You don't get locked out and then have to go do a boss fight or something. No, you just you pick the other option, and then you're good. So I don't know why. <laughs> but I will say again, um, since I'm pretty sure you had fallen asleep by the time I said it the first time, um, Nico found out, and this feels like something that I either probably knew at one point or somehow just never noticed on the wiki. Uh, apparently... <coughs> Please don't die. Excuse me. <clears throat> apparently, the reason um, Nomura put the sea salt ice cream in the game <laughs> is that they had a, an ice cream snack like that at Tokyo Disney for a while, and he really liked it. And that's, that's all that this is. That's why he made it such a big deal in the game. Is because he was like, hey, guys, there's a snack at Disney that I really like. Y'all want to know about it? And it's like, well, shit, I guess we're going to hear about this forever. Uh, I mean,
0: so, okay, so in that thing, could they not have done, like, the turkey legs? Because that would totally get behind some turkey legs.
1: <laughs> God, imagine an alternate version where all of the scenes of people eating ice cream are replaced with them eating big honking turkey legs. Just
0: rip into that shit, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! I what's the password? Though, to- those things are fucking <laughs> good. What's the password to Anson's computer? Oh, it's turkey, turkey leg. He's
0: so bad. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, we have my cat extremely concerned right now. Just so you know. <laughs> Between you yelling and us cracking up, he's, like, retreated to the far side of the living room, and he's like, I'm not coming near either of you. Mother, what happened? He's He's not coming near me. My son is terrified.
1: Anyway, um, you go and stand on this weird little platform off to the side with, like, a big light needle thing in the middle of it. I don't even really know, but like you stand on it and Pence like presses some stuff on the computer and it like beams you into the matrix. Oh, okay. And what confirms for them that they have reached the alternate Twilight Town is they look across the room to see the big dumb computer and it's all beaten up. And then Sora has a flashback of of Roxas beating up the big dumb computer it was, like, it was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, if anything's going to confirm it. Uh, um, what's, what's annoying, and I mean, I guess I get why they did this, like to help save time and probably save work. You can't go see the rest of Matrix Twilight Town now. You can only go into this next area of the basement and that's it if you try sort like it'll put up a little text box saying like some kind of force is keeping us from going this way and it's like well that's annoying <laughs> just say that you deleted the data <laughs> um but and i had forgotten about this honestly but uh, there is a little portal just sitting in the basement of the virtual version of the um the mansion in this virtual twilight town <laughs> basically um I, I remember, like, Nico pointed out that it was there, so, like, that's why I remember is because it's there at the beginning of the game, too, but you can't interact with it. It's just there. So, basically, this is the portal that A- that Axel broke into the virtual Twilight Town from way back at the beginning of the game, and that's how they're going to get to Organization Thirteen stronghold, is because he never fucking closed it. Of course not. But, um, so you go into the portal, and it takes you to this weird, swirly place called Betwixt and Between. We're getting into the part of the game where everything has weird names, BT-dubs, because it's all stuff like that. Um... But everything's been totally normal up until now. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Pride Lands, Pride Rock, all of that jazz. Um... But yeah, so you're, you're here in this place, and, like, some nobodies show up and start attacking, and there's a whole bunch of the nobodies, and Axel... It eventually jumps in and he's like, Don't slow down or the darkness will overtake you. And Sora's like, What? Hey, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it basically is what happens. Um <sighs> But um so Axel shows up and he's like, Don't worry, I'll help. And Sora's like, Wait, you? And he's like like Sora's like, Hey, what about Kyrie? And he's like, We were attacked and we got separated and Sykes took her. I'm sorry. Again so, like, with that bit That sucks. So, like, that that part kind of sucks, I guess. Um,
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that's a lot of heartless.
1: Well, nobody's first off. Come Nobody. on. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a ton of them. I wish that they had given you, like, a battle of a thousand nobodies like they did with the heartless. But instead, what we get <laughs> is Axel making the biggest, like, explosion of flames and swirly uh, ring thing, chakrams. That's what they're called, I remembered. Shut up. Um, that he can, and it's such a big and powerful attack. He puts so much of himself into it that, one, not only does it blow up all the nobodies, he dies. <laughs> he attacks them all so hard that he dies. I'm not joking. I mean, it's hilarious, so I am laughing. <laughs> he puts, but yeah, he puts so much into that attack that... Literally, I guess his body can't hold itself together anymore, or something, and he's just lying on the ground, fading away. As they have an entire conversation, because sure, <laughs> hang on, what is it? What is it that he says? He's like, well, I guess that's what happened, or he's like, well, that's what happens when you put your whole being into an attack. You know what I mean? Not that nobody's actually have beings, right? And it's like, buddy, <laughs> not the time. <laughs> on a
0: better one-liner than that
1: dude <laughs> don't worry he gets another chance um basically Sora's like oh my god are you talking <laughs> so disney
0: dead not dead dead
1: well no m- more like we've got time for a, an entire conversation here before he like vanishes completely Oh god. um but uh basically like he like apologizes for kidnapping kairi and Sora. he's like this is where he tells him like she's in the castle dungeon um i'm so sorry for kidnapping her tell her that can you please apologize to her for me oh, and tor does the whole you'll no, tell her yourself I it's in another castle i mean basically but um <laughs> so so i was like you'll tell her yourself and he's like no i don't think i will <laughs> my heart just wouldn't be in it i don't have one yeah. and, it's, and that's when he dies that's when he goes out on fucking shit <laughs> he opens a portal like with his remaining energy he opens a portal so that they can leave and he fucking vanishes and that's the line he goes out on nah my heart just wouldn't be in it don't have one god (laughs) damn it (laughs) but 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 god i'm sorry this whole thing is just hilarious um we get, we get a new Keyblade. It's called Bond of Flame. Basically, the ability... This, is, this one's, like, one of the more medium-sized ones, I guess. Um, the ability that's attached to it is Fire Boost. It boosts your fire attacks by 20%. Pretty basic. Um, what is cool... Um, do what? Yeah, it kind of does, huh? Yeah, at the end of it. Kind of. Um. Anyway, what is kind of cool... I'm sure you've noticed by now that, like, all of the Keyblades will, like, you know, make these little, like splooshes of whatever kind of symbol um, whenever they hit something. This one will... This one, the little uh, flashes are um, Axel's chakrams, which is pretty cool. Aww. So, like, that's neat. So, like, yeah, every time you, like, hit an enemy, little miniature versions of that, just go, poof. And it's like, well, okay, then, that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> Getting no time to dwell on that, <laughs> we officially go into the world that never was—that is the name of this world, and it's called the world that never was. We have officially entered the territory of Organization Thirteen. It's broken up into two areas. Uh, this one is called Dark City. It's—you'll see why when I start posting pictures. It's a city, and it's dark. That's basically all you got. And then hey. there's a big honking castle hovering off in the distance. And you want to know what that castle's called, Cat? Because it's stupid. Big honking castle. <laughs> This No, that'd be funny as hell. Nice. That'd Castle? be funny as hell, actually. It's called The Castle That Never Was. Are you fucking shitting me? I am not. I <laughs> told you it was stupid. Yeah, but oh, are pushing the limits. Um uh, so but before we before we continue, we uh do <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a final mix edition, but I don't quite remember. No, yeah, it is. It is. Hang on. Let me add that in my notes just in case. I don't know why, it's not like it matters. Dude, F M Dude. There we go. Uh we get a huh? final mix cutscene of like five people left in organization 13. Um <laughs> sitting in their big meeting room and talking. Uh Zigbar and Luxord are basically just talking about like, wow, so Axel's dead. And uh Luxord is <laughs> like <laughs> Luxord's like <gasps> oh Luxord's sitting there just playing with cards, and he's like it looks like he won whatever it was that he was looking for in the end. And um and it's like he ri- he risked his entire non being or his entire being and he and he won. And lucked. and um Zigbar's like, Hey, you know that we don't really have bodies and he's like, Well then I guess he bet his non existence and it's like sure. Wait to then drive who's then Do what? I said, Way to drive that point home. I know, right? This, this cutscene didn't have to be here. That's, like, half of the Final Mix cutscenes, like, don't need to be here, but I'm I'm not complaining. Uh, Axel, not Axel, Axel's dead, Saix, basically, had, like, deciding he doesn't want to take part in their conversation, is just talking about how Axel was foolish, and he was weak, and he just couldn't bear that, uh, he just couldn't bear his non-existence any longer, and that's why he did something so stupid and sacrificed himself. It was like, buddy, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay to say that you miss him
0: calm down edge lord
1: <laughs> i mean basically um zemnas says uh, well regardless of whether he was weak and a fool or not um he touched sora's heart and that and that means that he may awaken soon that's basically how he says it but he's like looking down at well, what was definitely roxas's chair so like meh nah. <laughs> the thing is like the next thing that happens is basically what he was talking about. So this cutscene doesn't super matter. As soon as the cutscene's end to introduce us to the world, Mickey runs the hell off. But we do uh, get um a oh, where am I going? What am I? Why am I not posting? There it goes. Okay. Anyway, we do get like a shot of kind of an overview of Dark City from the alleyway that they're in. You can see the castle in the distance. Do what?
0: I thought that is a cool shot, though. I do like that shot.
1: Yeah, no, it is neat. I like the framing of it, especially that big heart-shaped moon in the distance. That's pretty cool. Right. Uh, Then we get the title card. The font choice on this is wild. Um,
0: We do have five minutes left, by the way. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Ah, crap. Do we want to go ahead and stop it here so that we can get into the world that ever was (sighs) next week?
1: Or... Yeah, go ahead and stop it here because the next thing that happens, I don't want to get a couple minutes into it and then have to stop. Right. So yeah, we, we will pick out. up like because uh, basically Dark City, there's not really a whole lot going on. It's just run through some alleyways and fight Heartless. Um, <laughs> but there is a cutscene, a a thing that happens before we get to the castle, and I don't want to like start talking about that and then have to stop. So right. <coughs> <coughs> beautiful so we will save that for next time okay are you okay so yes uh so we did not get we didn't get any tripped over my words entirely we did not get actually let me just pop in end of reverse rebirth was this 25
0: uh 25 i think you're right hang on
1: uh double checking double checking it'll be an
0: answer or you that's where you usually post it
1: yeah i'm just having to scroll I'm, back through all the pictures I, I i'm it, doing right. the same thing <laughs> yeah 25 okay boom. okay okay there we go <clears throat> we didn't have any on, on <clears throat> fuck oh my god we didn't have any questions on twitter god
0: <laughs> although <clears throat> before so we get started um on the Mickey's mailbag. Um, apparently, we accidentally skipped one of Veer's questions last week or last episode. Yeah, so so I'm sorry, Veer. We didn't mean to do that.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought I had covered everything this month. That's a hundred percent my bad.
0: Uh, there you go, Veer. it's all Steven's fault. He just admitted it. Rude, I mean, not wrong, but rude. <laughs> but I'm sorry, we didn't uh, mean to ignore you. We just, we genuinely missed it. uh It's, uh, I've got it right here. It's, uh, considering that during the end of your first visit to the Pride Lands, you fought the Heartless of Scar, who is one of the only two characters that we know of at this point of the series who had the will to turn themselves into a Heartless, wouldn't it make more sense to fight Scar's nobody during the second visit?
1: That would be rad as hell. Especially since they had the whole thing going with his ghost. Like, don't get me me wrong, I like the whole, the big ground staker. That is a neat boss fight, especially since... Right. as big as it is, you have to climb around on it and do stuff that is pretty cool. But yeah, scars nobody, that would have also been neat, especially because <laughs> especially um because one since nobody's you're nobody technically like unless you turn into just one of the regular little squiggly dudes, your nobody looks exactly like yourself but with like minor aesthetic differences. The the example I always come to just cuz it's the easiest is uh, we will eventually find out that those little teardrop tattoo things Axel didn't have those before he was a nobody. So like that's his difference is he's got these little teardrop tattoos. Doesn't
0: it make like a? Oh no! Or
1: something? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think there might be more gray in Zigbar's hair, but that could also just be because of how much time passed between like when we see him in the prequel and whenever they all eventually become nobodies. So, like, that could also just be the natural process of aging. So, I don't want to say that that's the visual difference to him being a nobody. But yeah. um, So, the actual one is just the easiest example I always come to. I think Saix didn't have that big X shaped scar on his face beforehand. But, like, I mean, it's ten years. Anything could have happened? Um, I don't know. No. Anyway, not the point. I do actually think that might be related to his nobodyness. We'll get into that whenever we spoilers, obviously there's gonna be a Psyx boss fight, Meh. Uh So we'll get to that when we get there. But, but yeah, so I think it would've been cool to fight him as a nobody, also, like, just seeing what little, like, minor difference in his, his appearance they would've come up with. That would've been neat. What? But... But no. I guess not.
0: But sadly, no.
1: Especially because that means that they could've, like, tr- I don't, I, like... I don't know if they would have wanted to go this far and have it because you know, like how all of the members of Organization Thirteen like have their own versions of like the just regular nobodies. How like Axel's was the assassins. I think I said the samurais were technically Roxas's. Uh, you've got the berserkers that follow Sykes, the gamblers for Luxor, and so on and so forth. So I don't know if they would have wanted to go this far and give him like his own little nobody foot soldier. But that would have been a neat addition into Pride Lands for the second visit. Like, if you had some little, like, hyena nobodies or something. yes. Like, that could have been cool. But, again, nah, never mind. Um, what do we know, right? So, yeah, that does that does kind of suck as, like, a missed opportunity. But, like, I do also like Ground Shaker. It is a fun boss, so it could have been worse, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> Um, let's
0: backtrack to Flutterdark.
1: Yeah, Flutterdark his first question um will actually Hang on, let me see. Yeah,
0: right after the actual
1: question post it's Flutterdark. Yeah, uh why is everybody in cutscenes able to one shot people like drama? Because again, uh, drama basically. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is also easier than like having to animate an entire fight if you can just be like ha, papow. But yeah, like so the big example from tonight being that like tron throws his identity desk once and like scalps sark and like that's it that's all it takes he's fucking dead in fairness that was also in the movie i think so (laughs) yeah although what is a movie if not a long cutscene,
0: dude right wait oh my god i hate you for putting that in my head (laughs) (laughs) you asshole <laughs> you and Fluttermane's oh, fault that you even brought that up. Fuck you both.
1: <laughs> um, in fairness, I also get that from um Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, because that was the one that's set in like the 60s. Um there are like some optional uh conversations that you can have with some of the side characters where they'll just talk about shit. And one of them does actually have um one of the characters say be like, man, cinema is getting wild with all, the, all of these cool monster movies we're getting these days. Just think, someday there will be a movie where you can even control the characters with that. the implication of just being like, haha, that's what video games are. Because, I mean, basically. And especially, like, games like Metal Gear Solid, where, like, it's spy shit and it? you control him for all the spy shit. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Not that we haven't already done that this episode. <laughs> um, you did
0: that all by yourself, dude
1: not wrong. Um, Flutter Dark. second thing, small gameplay thing, but why do they allow Tron to leave the party when he's outright required for the action command for the boss fight? This game loves to force party members in, so why is the one exception when the boss mechanics require them anyway? Which is true and also hilarious, because, yeah, if, um, that delete reaction command that you can do along with Tron, you have to have him right there and right next to you for it to work. If he's, like, a little further away and just hasn't caught up to you yet when you press the button, it'll straight up, it'll straight up give you, like, a little dialogue box, like, you need Tron to do this or something. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you don't put him on your party for that fight, I guess it would just be the same thing. Every time you tried, you'd get a little, like, error message pop and be like, yo, you need Tron. Which, luckily, in Kingdom Hearts 2 they don't do the same thing from Kingdom Hearts 1 where you had to leave and go to a save point anytime that you wanted to change your party around. You can just tab down to party on, like, the second page of the menu and, like, swap somebody out. So at least you'd be able to fix it on the fly. (laughs) But I guess that's basically what would happen is that the game would just be like, hey, you need Tron. Why ain't you did this? But yeah, also, the game has had, like, plenty of times where it, like, was, like, Sora and this person and also Donald or Goofy, whichever one you want to have. But, like, yeah, you gotta well, have Sora and this I guy. Like it. Yeah. Like, it's had plenty of opportunities to do that so far. I'm pretty sure it did that with Oren at least once. I'm pretty sure it's done that with Mulan at least once. Yep. Like, they could have just done that at the beginning of this fight and made it easier, but nah. I don't know. Whatevs. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... And then entry to Dark City, this one's not a spoiler, and actually, Veer will ask basically the same thing, so I'll go ahead and just read both of those questions. Uh, <laughs> um, Flutter Darks version, did Axel, did you really have to spend your entire energy to save us? You know what Sora can do, right? And then Veer says, do you think that Axel sacrificed himself so that he wouldn't have to deal with the regrets he has over his actions? Like better to have a redeeming death than live with my mistakes kind of thing and you know what probably because Sora definitely was like oh man Axel you're so cool right there at the end he <laughs> was treating him like a buddy and was had bonded with him so much and he got a new keyblade from it I mean like Axel had just well before
0: I'm further associated with you idiots
1: I, like if Axel had just like helped to beat those nobodies and then awkwardly been like so um I guess we should keep going. So, uh, I still hate you, by the way. Actually, no. That would have been neat. They could have made him, like, the extra party member for, like, at least for parts of the world that never was. Like, at least throughout Dark City or something. And then, like, when you get to the castle, be like, have him split off and be like, okay, I got stuff to do. Or something like that. They could have done that shit. That would have been neat. But, no. Nah. But, nah, no. <laughs> go ahead and let him have a hero sacrifice death. Like overall, I like Axel as a character, but his like just if you judge him just on his appearances in Kingdom Hearts Two, he's an asshole. Because let's review real quick: he kidnapped Kyrie, and that's basically all that he's done in this game. He kidnapped Kyrie and got hurt, extra kidnapped by Sirex. But he's cute. And his reason, do what? But he's cute. That's fair. But his reasoning for doing so is that he missed Roxas. See. And we will. we will find out later on more about him, his and Roxas's relationship. This is when, like, Axel gets, Axel gets his development and his um, fandom from, like, his appearance in Chain of Memories and in 358 over two days. If you judge him just by Kingdom Hearts 2, he's just the guy that sold Ky- that kidnapped Kyrie in a weird attempt to try to make Sora become a nobody again. But he's cute. So that he could see Roxas. you got that going for him. But, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I do like the idea that he was like, man, they're going to make me have some awkward conversations <laughs> if I don't just die here. So, uh, you can just
0: hear, can just hear him going, God damn it.
1: <coughs> Steven? Mm, okay, sorry. Um, so anyway, so Veer's um a question on the Sephiroth fight. <coughs> Excuse me. If you do the Sephiroth fight, which and of course we did. Shut up. How do you think things would be different? In the dead goof timeline, does Cloud not not disappear? Or does Tifa take his place in the party? Tifa? I would love that if... Yes, I would love that if Tifa took his place in the party. Punching Tifa everything. Tifa would rock Sephiroth. Yes! Well, and like, after the Sephiroth thing. So like, you would still oh, have yeah. the whole him and Cloud vanishing and all of that. And then, yeah, it'd be like, Tifa joined the party. And that would be rad as shit. Fucking because brain. like she do big punchy and like that wouldn't even be mechanically too different from uh, from Goofy because that's basically what he do. He's a little more acrobatic sometimes. He's got stuff where he'll spin around, but his basic th- basic thing is that he'll just charge into people with his shield. And what is that if not a big punchy? Yeah,
0: Tifa. Will it would have do- been cool. Tifa
1: will rock in <laughs> and rock up. Exactly. She right. had the guts to jump in and. Face-off against Sephiroth, which even Goofy was too scared to do. Don't get me wrong, I like Goofy. He's my favorite in the trio. But, like, that's just worth so many fucking cool points. Next
0: question anyway. all
1: you. um Space Paranoids. In the grid, if, if, God damn it. In the grid, if a hot egg can fill a digital tub in one hour and a cold egg can fill a digital tub in 30 minutes... How long does it take for both a hot and cold egg to fill a digital tub? 45 I don't want to do math, so I'm ignoring this. 45 minutes. <laughs> nope, 45 minutes. Do what? 45, 45 minutes.
0: 45 minutes. There we go. Because it's the difference between the 30 minutes and the one hour. It's 15 minutes, so I'm going to say 45 minutes.
1: There we go. I don't want to do math, so I will assume you're right. That's
0: the most math I'm doing tonight. God help me.
1: I dropped my plastic croissant.
0: Why do you have a plastic croissant?
1: It's also from some of the food, like, play set. Mia and Grayson collectively have gotten, like, four or five different food play sets. So there are just bits and pieces of them, like, strewn about.
0: I'm start oh, my it. God. I, I'm going to start throwing. I forgot just to tell you. Me.
1: I've I've been saying it croissant around Mia so much just because it's silly. That well,
0: also, <laughs> she because picked picked the it up mind. To, Stop. You're going to make me drop my
1: croissant. <laughs> she picked
0: it up today and was like, croissant i mean she's not wrong <laughs> she was trying to say hustle but she can't because she's a baby you must encourage this
1: <laughs> that reminds me of the other like her little butt has gotten into a habit because like she and julie will get home like half an hour or so before i'm done with work and she'll never fails and she'll always try to run into the bedroom so that she can see me and be like hi daddy oh Ju- <laughs> i had the door closed uh, so that she can't do that because i'm still on calls Oh, no, not, yeah, yesterday, not today because I was I wasn't working. You today. weren't there yesterday. Like, you weren't there today? <laughs> yeah, yesterday. I, he, I normally she'll like run up and I can hear her thud against the wall and <laughs> against the door, and then Julie be like, "No, no, sweetie, Daddy's still working. instead, Julie got to her and said that while they were still in the living room. So I just hear her tiny little voice shouting across the house, "Dad! Aww. <laughs> I know. It was the cutest oh, dude, thing, oh, and I'm just sitting there trying not to crack up on a call. Oh, that's precious. I know.
0: I know, sweetie. That anyway, is to deal with idiots for another few minutes.
1: I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then we had like a long gap because um, people thought that we were reporting that day, and then we didn't. Uh, and then. <laughs> Because
0: somebody <laughs> waited till the last minute to get Easter
1: quit, and then I posted an update today saying, "Hey, we're recording tonight." <laughs> People asked a whole bunch of questions about religion that there is no way that we can answer these yeah. without getting too sacrilegious. Yeah, um, seriously, y'all. Not that I, yo, not that I like, am super religious and afraid to piss God off. But like,
0: I'm not. That's either, probably not a great but, idea. Uh, I know my family is, but y'all. <laughs> Do better. Don't do Ow. that shit again. We're just going to
1: ignore it. Yeah, leave that in the shit posting page where it's not going to get read out loud.
0: There yeah. you go. There you go. I will
1: I will say the one that I did want to comment on is where uh Beer um said fun fact the book of revelations was actually a historical account of Rome under the emperor of uh, under emperor Nero. That part I yeah. did kind of know about because apparently he's the beast that's referred to and like 666 was like how to write his name grammatically. They hated Nero so much they thought he would come back to destroy the earth again and that's just holy shit man.
0: That's not nice to say about our other co-host, dude. He's not even here. Ah,
1: not that Nero.
0: They're not even here, dude. That's cold.
1: <laughs> not that Nero. That Nero is nice. But like oh, the Emperor I
0: mean, I'm just kidding.
1: Anyway, did we get any uh, regular questions? We
0: did, yes. Yeah, hang <laughs> yeah, uh, on, skip it down, skip it down. Uh whoop shit. <laughs>
1: Shit! No, I know. Veer, what is this one? Who in the cast seems most likely to ask their crush you like jazz? Goofy, stop making me think about B movie. Still have R- not seen B movie. I've seen it once or twice. It's fucking wild. They uh, a bee falls in love with a human, and then they he sues all of humanity for all of the honey in the world because they never asked bees for consent to. Take their honey No, like, to I then know, feed to I people. know of it.
0: I just refuse to watch it.
1: That's fair. It turns into an apocalypse for like the last 10 minutes. And it's like, what? Patrick Warburton is in that movie and they make him get jealous of and try to murder a bee.
0: And all you have to do is get a shoe and boom. That's what happens. Movie's over. That's what
1: happens. He rolls up a magazine and like gets into a whole like fucking sword fight with him with like the. Jerry Seinfeld bee using his stinger as his sword in this half of the equation. He actually, during the trial, um, the lawyer for the defense, again, on the side of humanity, pisses off the, the, I don't remember, Barry. Barry is um, Jerry Seinfeld's character. Pisses off Barry's friends so much that he flies over and stings him. And you know how bees will die because their stinger gets ripped out? Along with they perform, they they rush him to the hospital and perform an emergency transplant and surgically attach one of those cocktail toothpicks that looks like a cutlass into his ass so that he won't die. That that I and that's that's still before it turns into an apocalypse because the bees have all gone on strike and stopped pollinating flowers. So now there are no fl- all of the flowers are dead and there are no flowers and the girl that he fell in love with is a florist so also she's out of a job but also the world is actively dying because now none of the plants are getting pollinated because all of the bees went on strike What is this movie I, I I'm really scared to check it out now It's it's so much I watched it like once and now it just lives rent free in my head why did you do this to me? Crap! And now that we've done all of this, this is gonna keep keep. This is gonna keep coming back like egg does. I just know it. <coughs> Easy there, Grandpa. Nah. Do you need to take your medicine? Veer, Veer, you were you're very rude. <laughs> oh, this is where Beast and the Harlot came up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm scrolling through the the other questions.
0: Uh, yes, uh Katie did have a question. Uh She asked, uh, if you find a data reproduction of a town, what stuff do you download oh, into it go. to mess with them? And you can tell by my snickering, I knew exactly what I was going to say.
1: Yes, and Veer similarly says, what mods would you add? Silent um head. Basically, if you just ask anyone who's ever played The Sims, uh you get answers to this. I have unfortunately have not uh, had that much experience playing The Sims. All Anything? I've ever done is they had Sims 2 on GameCube. And for some reason, Sean and I had that. <laughs> but that played nothing like playing it on, the, on PC. Because you couldn't do like any of the mods and hacking shit that you can in, in the GameCube version.
0: I'm downloading Silent Hill. And let's see Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Let's see Donald and Goofy go up against fucking Pyramid Head.
1: Oh, I was assuming this just meant... Any, any town. Like, if I somehow came across a virtual version of Sherwood.
0: No, but I'm saying no matter what digital, or no matter what data reproduction of a town, I'm downloading Silent Hill into it.
1: Oh, that's fair. Um, actually...
0: <laughs> motherfuckers deal with your own internal trauma. Actually, <laughs> I'm very tempted to digital. just
1: do... I'm actually very tempted to just do what Julie always does when she gets bored with um, with her Sims. I say that like she's been able to play it in the past few years but she hasn't.
0: Lock it in a room with a bunch of be... fireplaces and flammable furniture?
1: No. What she... <laughs> what she would do, she'd play the town like normal for in-game like a few days or weeks or however long because she would also have it on speed up so I don't really know how much time passed. Um, she'd play it like normal for a while and then when she got bored just start like purposely creating drama among relationships. Like, if two characters were married, making them fall in love with somebody else so that one of them would walk in and find the other one. And, like, picking one couple to just constantly have babies.
0: I had a property that had a (laughs) designated murder room. (laughs) literally I would it would be like the biggest mansion so I would move the family in I would spend all of their money on upgrades or upgrading the house and when their money was out they would go into the murder room on the back of the property and it was just a room with basically once I put them in there there would be no exits I would wall it off and it would be full <laughs> with fireplaces, plants and wooden furniture and they would burn to death, <laughs> then I would bury them in the backyard, open up the little door, move in the next family, use all <laughs> the money to upgrade. Then <laughs> use all their money to upgrade the mansion. <laughs> then put them
1: in the murder room. Oh my god, that reminds me of here this you one so much. That reminds me of this thing that I saw like forever ago. It was basically one of these like, like um, like a Buzzfeed or something article of like just stuff that people have said they did in The Sims or whatever. The one that always sticks with me is that someone. Says so that they made a painting goblin <laughs> to make a family rich without knowing that the goblin was there. A painting <laughs> like that was that was how they labeled it. They took a person and because like this, I guess this was on one of the expansions where you could like turn people's skin green or something like that. Oh, they like they like messed with the sliders to make this per- person look as weird as they could, then put them down in an extra room in the basement. Put or added into that room a fridge and a stove and stuff so that they could make food and a toilet and a shower and all that so that they basically, like, gave them a one-room entire house just locked down somewhere in the basement. And then they disconnected that from the house above and moved a family in and set it so that, like, this person never wanted to leave the room, never wanted any human interaction. All they wanted to do was focus on their painting and sell their paintings. (laughs) Yeah. and like all of the money from the paintings just kept going to the family that lived upstairs that actually lived in the house so it's like in universe it was this whole they contrived this whole story where the family was just getting rich off of paintings that they had no idea how they were getting but they just kept selling them I miss the old school sims so bad I really do god this sims is fucking magical dude oh my god Um, I think that was the last question that we even it had was. Okay. I I would have thought that Casey would have snuck something in, but I guess she must not have noticed.
0: I do I'm honestly surprised that she didn't. We must have gotten past her.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway. Oh, God. Um We both need to sleep. Okay. Okay, so that's that's this episode. Um let's let's work on plugs. Um we obviously are on Twitter at Disney minus pod um oh damn i never actually updated our (laughs) i never actually updated our banner for um for brave so we still have tron whatever whatever in a couple days i'll make it for who framed roger rabbit anyway um anyway we're on twitter at at, uh, disneyland's pod um nero since they are not on these episodes is on twitter at dragon smoocher um you can also find them on the podcast of power, which I'm still listening to. Cause I'm super behind on everything. Uh, that's a she podcast. Uh, they've finished that. I'm just still listening to it and watching through she Um, I almost said you can find them here. You can find them here on our non Kingdom Hearts episodes. Um, you can also find them at prime cuts pod, which is a, uh, transformers podcast that they're doing with, um, another friend, um, that they know from another podcast. Um, and yes, they are officially two episodes in to Radio Free Heideland, which is uh, going through. I keep wanting to say Kingdom Hearts fourteen. We're not that far yet. Oh God, <laughs> don't tempt them. We we are technically like ten games into this series or some shit, but number wise, we're only at Kingdom we're Hearts three. three. Well, four has been announced. Oh yeah. Kingdom Hearts Four has been announced since the last episode that we put up, y'all. So the ride never ends. Um, this is the game. But no, you can, that
0: never can also. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend.
1: God, um, but no, yeah, you can also find them at Heidelund Radio, which is the Twitter for Radio Free Highland, which is uh, Nero and then also Jane from that Shiro one. Um, they're talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. I almost did it again. Um, they're talking about all of that. Apparently it's been going for like fucking ever, so that's going to give them content for a good bit. <sighs> um Cat, take over so I can stop talking for a minute.
0: I'm Cat. You can find me on Twitter at z-87, um where I just randomly ran- er, randomly ramble. Lord, I also found a new horror movie on Tubi that I might be checking out tomorrow. It's like a Ooh. mermaid horror movie.
1: Oh god. That sounds incredible.
0: I might be watching that and live tweeting that tomorrow, so stay tuned. And then, of course, you can catch me on off days or off Kingdom Heart days with Stephen De doing the usual Disney Minus podcast where this upcoming week we will be doing, or no, sorry, the week following. Wait, what day are we doing? Either way, we're doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. What day are we doing?
1: (laughs) We will be recording that. That's right, yeah. Uh, Normally we would be, since we're recording this on like Thursday night, normally we'd be recording this in like two days. But um, you were going to be out of town, and then also I think Nero said something came up with them. So we're having to (laughs) record that episode next Thursday night also. Right,
0: because they've got some kind of family stuff, and then I'm going to be out of town from Saturday till Monday.
1: Yeah, so it would have just been me. Which I guess I could do at some point, no. if the fans really want that.
0: No, nobody wants that, Stephen.
1: <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, you can find you can find me on Twitter at marshmallow. It's spelled like marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. I've also got dad underscore tastic, which will post eventually. You say keep... that every goddamn week, Stephen. I know it's it's because I still keep passing out on the couch. I um really we got new jokes. I even gave we I know a joke. <laughs> I know. Um, wonder. I've got a new CPAP that I'm not using consistently because I've still gotten so used to just passing out on the couch. But um, exactly. I got finally got a new light bulb for one of the lamps that's in the bedroom or for, that's out in the living room because that's been part of my problem is that I've only had one lamp turned on at night because it's either that or the overhead, which is ridiculously bright, which I'm not doing. Um, so it's been, like, super, like, a lot darker in there than I would normally have it otherwise. So I finally got another lamp in there, and that, the other lamp working again, so I'm not as likely to fall asleep on the couch now. So, uh, uh-huh. once my sleep, once my sleep schedule balances back out here in the next day or two, fingers crossed, But no, you know what, I'm committing. By the time this episode posts, the day that this posts, I will make a joke sometime that day, and... Uh-huh. I will keep going from there again. Because Jesus. Um, I'm I'm also um, on a podcast uh, that is an actual play for Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined. That one is called Resonant Beats. You can find that at ResiBeatsPod. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else, but I don't remember. Uh, The point is, stuff happens. There's there's content, and there's us talking about it. Um, (coughs) Next time... If it we there, will we'll talk about give
0: our opinion about it. Do what? If it exists, we're probably going to give our opinion about
1: it. If it's on Disney Plus, we will. Um, be or if it's part of Kingdom it. Hearts, um, next time we will. There's not a whole lot that goes on in Dark City, so there's really only like two other things to talk about within Dark City. So we will definitely get up into the castle. We absolutely will not finish it because a lot happens in the castle. Okay. Um, that's that's gonna be like next episode and probably at least another one, um, and then whenever we whenever we finish, obviously there's a secret ending. We'll talk about that. There are secret bosses. That stuff will probably We might do like the final bosses of the game, and then the secret ending and the optional bosses all as its own episode, just depending on how stuff shakes out, and then we will be doing um. Uh, a new thing that we're going to start doing after each game is um, one final like summary episode before we get into the next game. So once we finish Kingdom Hearts 2, we'll do a summary for Kingdom Hearts 1, and then a summary for Chain of Memories, and then a summary for Kingdom Hearts 2, and then we will move into... Which one is next on the list? Hang on a sec. Good question. Oh. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because uh, going by release order, I think the next one that actually came out was three five eight, three, five, eight over two days, and then Birth by Sleep. Those are both prequels, technically. So by the time we get back order to
0: story or release order,
1: do what? Are we doing story order or release order though? Oh, release order. And really, I'll double check the dates, but I'm pretty sure it was three five eight over two days, and then Birth by Sleep. I might have them reversed, so I'll. No, still got, the point is we've still got time before we have to actually start on one, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, no, I want to say it's the three, the number thingy, because I remember talking about that with Haley over Christmas break. I think Oop. we do have to do chain before we do the chain of memories, or that not,
1: one, or not birthday or birthday
0: sleep. Birthday, yeah, you know what I mean.
1: That one released uh, May thirtieth, oh nine, by Sleep. Here we go, and uh, da ba Okay, yeah. Um, The Japanese release of Birth by Sleep was January 2010. So they were pretty close together. But yeah, the um by release order, it's Days and then BBS. And then once we get back to the present, it's going to be coded. Woo! Oh, boy. Oh, joy. Can't wait to fucking talk about Kingdom Hearts Coded.
0: Let me guess. I shouldn't worry
1: about it. It's... It's... it's, it's eh.
0: It is, to be fair,
1: listening to the recap from um, when um, Kingdom Smarts covered it, it was at least more going on than I remembered from trying to play Coded. Coded's also just really weird because technically, part of it released before 358 over two days. It was released in like six installments on Japanese phones, and then... Came out as recoded or recolon coded. Like if you're responding to an email, out it'll say re subject line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it came out as recoded altogether um, for the DS. That was the version that I played because that was the only version that anyone outside of Japan could play, and also people in Japan played that one. Um, but then now on the um, whole series altogether collection for the play for PS. Actually, I think this was back on PS3. They instead just made it a movie. I will probably do like Kingdom Smarts did and look up gameplay um, videos instead of just summarizing it as the movie. But, like, all I remember from playing it on the DS is that it was tedious and the story doesn't matter very much. Like, it's got lore implications going forward, but there's not much actually happening. In the moment in the story, like, most people, if you ask them what's your least favorite game in the Kingdom Hearts series, most people will pick out Coded as their least favorite, because it just, it kind of sucks. Like, That's um, fair. like it does some interesting stuff gameplay-wise. We'll get into this more, obviously, once we actually get to it. But, like, it does some interesting stuff gameplay-wise to make uh, to make each world different, which I think might have only been in the phone version because i don't think they did that on the ds version or if they did i don't remember it but like um traverse town they make it as like a side scrolling beat-em-up um um olympus coliseum is a rail shooter so like they actually change up the gameplay for each each like world which is kind of cool i swear i don't remember that in the ds they might have taken that out for the ds because i I remember it as almost just playing like Chain of Memories again, but more annoying, which is saying something because the gameplay for for Chain of Memories, I actually ended up liking the whole card thing, but it's not for everybody. I get why a lot of people don't like it. But uh, anyway, <coughs> <coughs> don't worry about it for now. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> like that's not even a, me being coy and saying, haha, don't worry about it. That's don't think about coded unless you have to. It It kind of sucks. I, I know I'm setting a low expectation for it, but hot diggity. It does, it does I will say, have some really good meme-worthy moments. And don't don't worry, we will talk about those when we get to them. Because some of the stuff that happens in the cutscenes is fucking wild. But aside from that, it's... It just it feels like more of a slog. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is the one that's most a slog. Because you go to each of the Disney worlds twice, and it's got so many... But like, at least that one's fun to play through, and I just didn't enjoy playing through coded. <laughs> Excuse Are you
0: me. You're not gonna die?
1: Nah, I'm pretty sure. It's probably just getting dehydrated from all the talking. Um, but like, it's also uh, like, okay, like there will be a brief like stinger thing at the end of this. That's like, oh, where's the series gonna go from here? Where um, like, op- so obviously. The way that this is set up, you can probably also tell by now, stuff is, of course, gonna work out, people are gonna be safe, blah blah blah. Like, the very the very end, like, technically I think they jammed this in as like a post-credits, but not even in the way that like a secret ending would be a post-credits scene. Actually, I think this might be like a mid-credits scene. Mickey sends people, like, you, you see multiple characters getting these, but like, sends out a letter to people and it's like oh what's that letter say coded is just yo what was on that letter mickey learned some stuff and this the letter was him telling them about it and like it's also stuff that by the time you get to coded you already know because of the prequels so it's just the characters getting caught up on stuff that we already know but then they do pick out a couple of details from it to that End up being important going forward, and look like are gonna still be important going forward. So like you do, so like we can't skip them. You do have to cover it. I don't and even know where I'm going with all of this. The point is, stuff is gonna think happen. We can do this <laughs> I I remembered coded existed and started ranting. Anyway, we've still got at least like two, probably three more episodes left of Kingdom Hearts two. And then we'll have those other games. Well, I don't have to worry about Coded for a while. Uh, It's getting late. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I have been Steven, and I'm already half Kingdom Hearts. Cool. Secret Ansem's Report 10. Sora went to sleep in order to recover the memories he had lost in Castle Oblivion. It would take quite some time to bring back all the memories he had created in his lifetime, but Organization 13 held sway over Castle Oblivion. Sora would need to be kept someplace more secure. I persuaded nominee to move the slumbering Sora to Twilight Town for safekeeping. Nominee. As I have written before, she is a most unusual being, born of the same process as a nobody, but lacking virtually all the elements of it. Perhaps she continues drawing in hopes of capturing that which she lacks, the memories of others, especially Sora. I have arrived at a hypothesis. I believe that Naminé was born as a special type of nobody. When Sora attacked himself with the Keyblade, causing his and Kairi's hearts to leave their bodies simultaneously, Naminé emerged as Kairi's nobody. But the body and soul necessary to exist as a nobody belonged to Sora. When a person's heart is stolen, a heartless is born with no sense of self, and the body and soul left behind give rise to a nobody. But what if one willingly releases one's heart from one's body? Sora and Xehanort retained their selfhood even after becoming heartless. Then there are Kairi and Namine. Kairi is exceptional for having had no darkness within her heart. Also exceptional was that her heart, once freed, migrated to a new vessel, Sora. The combination of the two theoretically unlikely exceptions may be behind this anomaly. There are matters I must attend to while Sora is sleeping. A new ally has appeared on the scene, Riku.